What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out the AL East preview here on the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself, Craig Piatelli, and Michael J. Clark previewing the American League East. We go through all five teams, the Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays. We do the Michael J. Clark Fantasy Draft with Mike Clark. It was a lot of fun. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and the bullpen cart podcast group. I'm going to start putting these all division teams on there. I promise. But that's where you can be a part of the conversation. But enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. And here we go. Welcome to this episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. AL East, the final division preview. We've made it. Joining me as he has every year since we started the podcast is Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Doing fantastic. 65 and sunny today. Um, Beautiful day. And baseball Thursday, March Madness right now. Hockey uh, trade deadline a week away. The NFL draft is in what two weeks and NBA is, is a joke still. So, I mean, what a time to be alive. What a, what a, the spring is a great, the spring is great right now. And everything's, uh, everything's coming up sports. Oh yeah. It's uh it's hard to beat. And March madness. It's been, it's been awesome for having the tournament back. The weeknight March madness has been an experience, but we can jump on that at the end. If we want to got to introduce the other member of our panel tonight, you guys may remember him from a number of different previews, as you might hear some sirens behind me, but I will introduce Michael J. Clark. Mike, how are you, my friend? What's up, fellas? Uh, doing great and looking forward to talking about a division I, I know a lot more than the AL West, I'll say. <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you on. So I mentioned it, Greg, obviously from Boston, a huge Red Sox fan. I always try to get him to say something nice about the Yankees, so I'm excited to have a Yankee fan on to actually have a lot of nice things to say about the Yankees. So we're excited to have you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the equal time. All right, but let's jump into things. So if you are new to the podcast, if you haven't listened to the other division previews, go check them out. They are great. We also did a special Yankee specific preview, which I'm going to try to do with the Phillies. It might be after opening day, but try to do that. Maybe the Mets that's potentially out there. But what we do, we go through all five teams in the division. We do it alphabetical order by city, um, which Toronto is, their name is still the Toronto Blue Jays. So we're going to do it that way and not have them jump a couple teams considering where they may or may not be playing throughout the year. So we're going to go Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, then the Blue Jays. We start with the Baltimore Orioles and we were just talking pre-show of how this portion of the show was going to go. And Mike, speaking of the AL West, I feel like this might be very similar to our Texas Rangers discussion from that podcast. <laughs> maybe, buddy. Maybe. Yeah, so they come in, and this is going to be a uh, another long year in 
Baltimore. Greg, when you see the Red Sox having the Orioles a number of times early in the season, how do you feel? I feel great. Um, the Sox have gotten off notably to slow starts uh, recently, and uh, this, I mean, I feel great now. But if they lose, if they lose, uh, let's say four out of those six games, then then it's doom and gloom. Trade everyone; the world's over. But that's how Boston goes. Um, I, you know, the, with all the young talent, I guess on this team, do we call it young talent? I get they have the number two number two prospect in baseball, um, Adley Rushman, and time to bring you know see what he can full do. And um, yeah, they just it's so hard to, to talk about a team that almost feels like in, a, in an organization that almost feels like they're not even trying, if you will, you know, it's like, you're not, you're not tanking for, for the number one pick. There's no Bryce Harper's. I mean, there might be, but there's no Bryce Harper's coming out. And, you know, what are we doing here? You know, you gotta, you gotta do something to, to get people in the seats, but also compete. Um, so hard to talk about a team like that, that doesn't care. So I guess that's about as much as I'm going to put into it. But again, I feel great that the Red Sox are playing that much, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, the Red Sox actually beat them this year, unlike last year. But different year, new year. Yeah, it's worth well. Doing. This this Mike, this, this this 2015 Baltimore Orioles team is going to be great with Matt Harvey in the two hole as, the, as their <laughs> second pitcher. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be yikes, guys! Yikes! yikes. As I'm looking at this pitching staff. Yeah, yikes! It's a uh... To Mike's point, they have Matt Harvey. They have John Means as their starter. Keegan Akeen, um, Jorge Lopez, Bruce Zimmerman. I mean, this is – yeah, yikes is the perfect way to put it. They have – I mean, they have decent arms in the back end of their bullpen, but I don't know how often they're going to get used. It's just also something of, of Greg mentioned it, of names in their projected lineup that may or may not be exciting just in a prospect watch aspect to it, but – other than that, you know, you have the story of Trey Mancini coming back and see what he ends up doing. You know, see well, Jim, man, you're very familiar. You're very familiar with the left side of their infield. I am indeed. Fred Ward playing shortstop, and Michael Franco playing third base. And and if he starts in in the eight hole, the world's greatest eight hitter may come back to life. <laughs> That's what I called him for a number of years because he would be somebody who started off to incredible starts. You have like four home runs by the end of April out of the eight hole and like. 15 RBI. So yeah, you're exactly right. So it's either like these old names that were supposed to be the next big guys. You know, Franco was supposed to be the Phillies next great power hitter and look what ended up happening there. But like, I don't know. It's just, it seems like it's all over the board for them and kind of a directionless season. Notably the team with a 0% chance to make the playoffs. If uh, you guys remember those graphics that came out at the start of spring Mm -hmm. training, Uh, it's just, it's all over the board. Yeah, you know, I I think if you're looking, there are definitely things that you can like about this uh, O's team. Uh, I think Santander has kind of shown over the last couple of years that he can uh, swing a good stick. Um, Yeah, DJ Stewart can get into a pitch every now and then. And and like you said, it's going to be nice to see uh mancini back uh of course he missed uh last year with what was it leukemia it was, it was pretty it was pretty bad Colon cancer yeah. yeah colon cancer that's it yeah it was one form of cancer and yeah it's just nice that he's back in things it was very much like kind of right as covid got announced too i think he was or maybe even right before that he was yeah. you know, diagnosed and it was announced and it was, it was pretty sad and 
I don't know. This is a team. We don't have to spend too much more time on them because, you know, we could try to make more jokes. But it's it's going to be something that you have to see how these teams do and go from there. I mean, we can we'll, we'll probably start end up talking about the other teams playing well against them. So we might as well jump over to Greg's beloved Red Sox. They come into this year, Greg. How are you feeling about the Sox? With uh, some of the moves they've made, they picked up Adovino from the Yankees. Uh, how are you feeling about this team? Um, honestly, a lot better than it feels like everyone else. I mean, here's how I look at it, right? You can only go up from based on last season. You finish a game behind the Orioles and literally last place of the ALE. So you literally cannot get any worse. Uh, and this offense that that the Red Sox have put together in the offseason is going to put up ridiculous numbers. They're, they're going to be, uh, it, they're going to, they're going to lose games eight, seven. They're going to, because their pitching is so bad, but they're going to also going to win games eight, seven again, because they're pitching so bad. So like th- this offense has the ability to just absolutely, and they play in a hitter's ballpark and there's just so much, the, the personalities and, and the talent of this team reminds me of the 13 Red Sox that uh, – did they win that year, Jordy? Yeah, okay. Um, just reminds me of that, you know, that scrappy let's go out and have fun, let's go out and, and absolutely mash the ball team. And then it comes down to will Chris Sale come back healthy in July? You know, Eduardo Rodriguez are supposed to be opening day starter already being pushed back because of arm fatigue. You know, Martin Perez was an average, you know, third or fourth starter last year. And and Garrett Richards, Tanner Hawk, like, what are you going to get from these guys? And then Adovino, notably, notable Yankee lover, puts his puts the Yankees on his on his Instagram page. And that's his childhood team, blah, blah, blah. He's going to throw a couple meatballs when he when we play them or when <laughs> the rest of the Sox play them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they lose some games when he's in there against the Yankees. But other than that, uh, everyone else in the bullpen is a lot better than what they were last year. So, you know, I I personally am, am feeling a lot better and confident than, than people uh, – I feel like everyone else is. Uh, I think uh, they have a lot of young talent that, that should be showcased. And although there were some rumors today, Jordy, that your guy, Xander Bogarts, is a little unhappy with his current contract. Oh. But but he's a, uh, he's a Boris client, so – he also just signed the contract like last or this year. So it's like, what are we doing here? But um, Greg, where do you stand on uh, JD season last year? Aberration, just a weird like 2020 stash just bin him or because uh, I, I, I will say as a non-biased Yankee fan, uh, there were there were games, Red Sox Yankee games where JD just looked completely disinterested in putting up good at bats where it was just like, he got up there, took some like weak swings and like trotted back to the dugout. Yeah. So do you want to hear JD's excuse? JD's excuse (laughs) is that JD's excuse is that he's no longer playing the field. So his hips are a lot tighter than normal. Mm. So he started swinging with his arms and wasn't stepping as much. And now that, Cora's back. He's able to properly, uh, properly view the film of his his swing and realize that he needs to stretch and and get his hips moving and firing more. So he's actually been doing a lot of yoga, opening up the hips, if you will. Um, but yeah, a lower OPS uh, than when he first came up in Houston is is not great. 
Um, do you also, also, do you think that when Marwin Gonzalez and Kike Hernandez met each other in spring training, they did like the Spider-Man meme <laughs> where they're like pointing at each other? Yes. And also Verdugo's cut from the same cloth. Um, the guy they picked up in the, in the best trade. So it's uh and then they got Hunter Renfro from the Rays. I mean, this team might as well be the, the AL East and, and LA Dodgers, like, scraps with <laughs> with bogarts and devers sprinkled in but i mean like i said renfro has a has a swing for for the monster martinez with his with his loose hips hopefully that's gonna that's gonna be a great year and then there's just these they just have some young guys coming up that are just absolutely mashing the ball this spring and and i don't know if it's right away or if it's later on but this offense is going to be fun to watch and uh, and and that's where the nice niceties stop for the Red Sox because again, this pitching staff is just god awful, and you you wanted them to actually uh, address it in the off season, but it, it they decided that they're going to win games eight seven, like I said, and and mm. live live and die with with that. So you know the easy uh, way to do that. One of your one of your starters you added, Nick Pavetta from the Phillies. He's a classic uh, seven runs and four innings. Although I love Pavetta. You know, when, he was, when he was on with the Phillies, he was fun. So hopefully you get that side of Pavetta and not the As uh, As of right now, Jordy, he's a bullpen guy. Is he? Oh. He's, My, uh, well, he's, Yahoo is, he's, is, has him on this rotation. So damn you, well, Yahoo. Well, he's like a – I mean, it obviously hasn't been full. They've only announced Erod or Avaldi uh, for the start, of the, and they haven't really gone too far after that. But uh, – I assume Perez will come out second, and then when 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 Martinez or uh, Jesus Rodriguez comes out, and, and I was thinking Pedro, but when Martin uh, Rodriguez comes out and he's healthy again, but Pavetta, I mean, yeah, Pavetta, he's a he will definitely start games for this team just because that's how bad the starting pitching is. But I I envision him to be more of a long reliever uh, when they inevitably give up four runs on the first, but. Um, I'm excited. Matt Harvey game two, so and and Zimmerman game three, Waka game four, so it's gonna be oh, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun at Fenway, you know, mash on the monster. Um, yeah. No, I mean I don't I don't know what you guys think, but realistically, I'm excited about this offense, and I know it doesn't. There's no like huge names, flashy names that pop out of you, but the power that like everyone in this lineup has the ability to just absolutely crunch the ball and i love mm-hmm. the personalities i love the 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 high energy that they're coming with and bringing with this year and cora back helps that i just don't know if they'll be able to get anyone out so yeah i i think i think core is a great uh re-addition into the team like clearly these guys like love him and love playing for him um I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Greg, where I think their offense is going to be fine and that but on certain days they'll be uh, very good. Like Verdugo uh, in a full season uh, playing in Fenway, I think it's going to put up numbers. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I think their offense is going to be good. The, the question is going to be is if they're going to have enough arms to um, be competitive and uh, – I, I just I just don't know. Yeah, and that's the scary part. Like like realistically, they could be making a push for the playoffs. And I mean, Heim Bloom he made all these moves to to bolster the offense, mm-hmm. but he didn't really do anything to bolster the pitching staff. 
except for Adovino in the bullpen, but it's like, all right, so are you trying to win now? You're trying to win for the future. Like, what do we, what's the plan here? And I think that that's the, the most frustrating part. Cause it's, you know, we're, if we're at the, if we're sitting here at the all-star break and they're, let's say six games out of first, but three games out of the wild card, you know, they're going to be in the conversation. For, are they going to be sellers? Are they going to be buyers? Mm. Where, where, what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? And that's, that's, I think, the frustrating part, or, or we don't know, just because Heimblum's an unknown, and, and they're trying to build off their youth, and that's the scary part. So, Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with them. I mean, Mike, you made the really good point of that just, are these arms going to be enough? And, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys of just, where is it going to go? I do think it's going to be an exciting offense. You know, at least the first two-thirds of it sure. should be fun, young, quick and, and have some pop to the bat um and i i would think the going back to the uh jd question i, I hope it's an aberration just both for the sake sake of uh you know what they gave up to get him and everything there but also just because he's a fun hitter to watch when he's uh when he's looking really good so I mean, they won a world series so it's okay whatever you gave up you won a world series well yeah yeah sure but you know it's and, and three years years. forever the, yeah. whole, the hips jordy the hips hey you know as a oh, but- fellow tight hip guy you know, I can give him some. I can give him some tips. Maybe send him a, a what's it called? A Theragun. Uh, no free ads, but send him a Theragun. But you know, are your hips firing after your recent golf game this weekend, or what? Uh, trying to. I was. You know, they felt a little looser. So you know, you know, I'll. Uh, I can give him some tips. So send him my way. <laughs> yeah, I just when he made that comment, it was just so interesting. Like, and it's it's. I guess in theory, you could understand it. Oh, I'm not playing the field, so I'm not as mobile, mobile, and I'm not moving as much, and. So now I'm swinging too much with my arms and my body's not rotating enough. And like, sure, you can, you can, but I felt like listening. I was listening to Bryson DeChambeau when he talks. It's just like, <laughs> he's just saying things that, that like, sure, in theory makes sense. But like every human being is like, what are you, what are you doing? Just say you're going to be better and just go, go from there. Not, oh, you know, I, I wasn't rotating enough and my launch angle was here instead of here and my hips weren't firing because I'm not playing the field. It's like, dude, come on. What's the just baseball equivalent of saying launch angle? No, right? of the <laughs> like the left field fence, the over the monster is this many feet, but I'm gonna play it at what you know a lower number, like Bryson did with Augusta, <laughs> saying he's gonna play it at like a par sixty three. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it was it was it was interesting to say the least. But yeah, I mean, that's obviously. I mean, the beauty of the, this lineup is that he can bounce down to the six hole, six hole, and and you know, he can live there for a couple of weeks if he needs to, if he, if his swing goes away again um, and they have the power that can fill in his, his spot at the top, but you don't want that long-term obviously. So that's something they did a lot last year, kind of just retool and retinker the lineup. No, because they didn't have anyone else. Like he, you know, Xander, Xander hit fourth last year and, and yeah, he's, he's a good hitter, but he's more of a, let me hit doubles every time I'm a bat guy as opposed to let me hit home runs. And Xander was protecting, I mean, JD, but JD was so trash as we've heard already from our resident Yankee fan. But um, <laughs> it was like, no one, no one, no, everyone was pitching at him. Like no one was pitching around him. You know what I mean? Like there are more people are more afraid of Xander because Xander's an MVP, but not as good as Mookie, but um, sorry, Marcus Lynn, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And hopefully he does better, but Let's move on to the Yankees since we're on a tight timeline and we'll, we're going to come back to the Red Sox and 
how amazing they are except for their pitching but i i'm dead <laughs> serious this 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 team gives me vibes like the the chemistry already this team gives me vibes of 2013 no one's you know 2013 no one predicted them to do well they had a crazy good offense obviously the pitching was better then but they had a crazy good offense. They have that hard compete that they didn't have last year, you know, across the board outside of Verdugo, no one on this team really competed that hard. And I feel like they have that this year. They have that edge, which just from some of the guys they brought in, I mean, Kike already, you know, his reputation speaks for itself. So that's the type of thing that I'm excited and that they're missing last year. And I mean, Chris Sale coming back in July. Hopefully that saves the season. I was about to say, that could be the shot in the army need. So we'll see where they're yeah, at on a, on a, on an innings limiter pitch limit. Right. however it works. But Greg, you mentioned it. Let's go to the Yankees. Obviously, we have Mike here as the big Yankee fan. But Greg, I want you to say something nice about the Yankees before we get Mike's analysis. Um, Let's see. (laughs) I predict... You know who I'm a big fan of? Who? My guy, Gary Sanchez. All right. (laughs) You know, I've never seen someone make catching look so nonchalant but yet be <laughs> so good at it and like I, he gets a bad rap man but i like him i like i think it's the cheeks i like him i, love right, I like him right. <laughs> i mean good, listen the yankees are back the yankees are back to building a team like they did late 90s oh 2000s they have the young talent built the system but they also went out and bought all the top free agents like they do, like the Yankees buy championships. That's but they also they also build from within. They build from within. They're doing both. They're doing the best of both. And if they can stay healthy, which has been the narrative for for the last three years, if they can stay healthy, this team has the ability and, and the pieces to do it. So hopefully, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything nice about Judge, but like I said, <laughs> Gary Sanchez is my favorite uh, Yankee <laughs> for now. Um, all right, and uh, I still am. Not a fan of Brett Gardner. Never will be. <laughs> Why is he try hard? No, no, no. He's just—you just look at. It. You just want to. Uh, he's just one of those guys. You know, it's like, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, who? It's like Pedro, how no one like Pedroia, right? He's just one of those guys that who likes Brett Gardner besides the people on his team. That's you know? true. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good. I'm not. I won't argue there. Um. Yeah, uh, Yankee baseball starting again in uh, in a couple of days, um, and I, I think the most positive thing I can say about the Yankees right now is that uh, Aaron Judge isn't injured; he just probably has COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, real question before we get the full from you here. Yes, sir. Uh, Severino is coming back when? Uh, around the same time, Sailors. Uh, I would okay. assume around the All Star break. I kind of like him too. He's got that yeah, fire. Like, he's that probably I my like. favorite of the. Yankees. As long as he knows what time the game is, man, he's 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 going. <laughs> I mean, if he keeps, if if he keeps running pine tar on his on his neck and 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 keep trying to trying to win that way, that's fine. Ooh, that are you Pineda. thinking of Michael Pineda right yeah. now? Uh, they no, don't no, all no, look no, alike, no. man. No, no, no. Servino Cerv- did the same thing. Uh, it was. Servino uh, is a completely Jesus. different pitcher. I know he did the same thing. Oh, is this rookie year, or se- first or second year, and against the Red Sox and and. It was also against the Red Sox. They called him out for it. I, I'm I'm confident on this. The best right. was the Michael Pineda, though, just quick, and then we can get Mike's analysis, where it was like, <laughs> it was on ESPN, and it was like all down his neck and jersey. It was like his whole right shoulder was just pine tar. But uh, Yeah, this wasn't that obvious. But yeah, sorry. Stand-up um, guy, Michael Pineda. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of stand-up guys on the Yankees, so Domingo Herman, uh <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Let's do it. I like it. 
<laughs> uh, Herman looked really, really great in, in spring training. I think he really clinched a five uh, hole start. Um, oh, oh, yeah, the Yankees starting rotation, which is a real big question mark, and it still is a question mark. It's people are calling them Cole in the question marks. Uh, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, Kluber hasn't looked as good in his last two starts as he looked in the beginning of spring, but. Uh, I think Tyone's going to be fine. I think Montgomery is fine. Uh, I, I, I'm not worried about their starting rotation. And if their offense is healthy, they're going to mash. Uh, I hope that uh, Luke Voigt uh, isn't out very long. I hope that he's back soon because uh, I love Luke Voigt. Uh, he's the right-handed Jason Giambi. Um, he's he's just... such a classic Yankee. You hear his <laughs> name and you look at him, he just looks like a Yankee. He, he does. He does. Yeah. He definitely looks like a Luke. Uh, it's like shocking he's from Missouri. <laughs> he seems like he should be from North Jersey. I know he played, obviously, came from the Cardinals, so it makes well, actually yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's not how baseball works anymore. But like, you'd think he should be from like North Jersey, went to like TCNJ or somewhere like that, like just Jersey <laughs> through and through. He does. It looks like he definitely does look like that. Um, no, I, 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 I you know. I, I'm very optimistic about the Yankees. Uh, and wh- why should I not be? Uh, <laughs> really glad that they uh, re-signed DJ. I think they got a really good deal when you look at the um, the the average annual value. Uh, you could you know argue if he should have gotten as many years as he did, but I don't care. I I, I love DJ, and uh, you know he's a great uh, mainstay there. I think uh, I'm. I'm happy that Glaber had a good postseason because I think he's going to be the Glaber that I know and love and not uh, the out of shape Glaber that I saw a lot of the 2020 season. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, a, a full year of Frazier in left. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Giancarlo like turned into like uh, Giancarlo from the Marlins in the playoffs where just, uh, absolutely smashing a ball every single game. I'm not one of the Yankee fans who like love to take shots at Giancarlo for not being able to stay on the field. Uh, I, I I like the guy, and, and I'm I'm glad that he's uh, on the team and and you know for the moment uh, healthy right now. Yeah, it, I have. A... Sorry, go ahead, Jordy. I was just gonna say it's that's a hope for the Yankees, right? Is to stay healthy and that they have that ball mashing ability that they've been so highly touted for and just stay healthy and go through there. You mentioned the the rotation. I have a bit of an optimistic hope for you guys as well of just that Kluber does well. It's worth the investment. Tyone, that he looks good. He's somebody I always liked when he was on the pirates and just that, yeah. it, that it works out for him. Cause it should be something that if they're on it, this could be a really fun Yankee team to see. But Greg, what was your point? They're going to be, they're going to be more, cautious with Tyone than they are with Kluber that makes uh, sense. Just because they have control over Tyone for what, two uh, Tommy Johns right? as well. Whereas Kluber like could just be a rental for yeah. a year. Uh, but yeah, uh, their, their bullpen isn't as good as it's been in the previous years. Brains it's, hurt. For it's a two, while. it's two Tommy hurt. Johns, right? Two Tommy Johns for, for Tyone and a, uh, a, a cancer diagnosis as well. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. yeah. He's, 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 he's been through it, but him and him and Cole are like bros. And so he's very excited and Cole's very excited to have uh, his buddy back uh, in the rotation with him. 
Yeah, so that it should be fun. I think the the Yankees you mentioned the bullpen is awesome. I mean, it's something that like that's if that piece gets put together, it's going to be really fun. It's, and really it's not though. <laughs> it was awesome. It's it's really. Um, <laughs> so with Brayton out for a while and Wilson out, like it's like O'Day and Green as the setup guys, and yeah, 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 like Johnny Lasagna and and Louis Sessa and Lucas Lutke and Nick Nelson, just like a lot of guys that you don't care about. <laughs> when Britain gets back, like Britain's like the best, uh, you know, setup guy in the league. Oh yeah, he's the best eighth inning guy. He'd be closing on most teams. And so. Chapman, you're only I like better than Ben. I don't know. Adam Adovino's looks pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 I love Otto. I, I hope he does. I hope he does very well for you guys, except when he pitches against the Yankees, when he's going to turn into Ramiro Mendoza and he's going to see a ball he's throw some meatballs. <laughs> I have, I have three questions. Yes, sir. Three, three questions. Uh, we'll start with the first one, real, real quick. Why do people hate Gary Sanchez? Um. <laughs> Other Yankee fans hate Gary Sanchez because uh, he's like an every other year kind of guy, and he's coming off of a, a year he was absolutely uh, atrocious. Uh, where like I think he hit like one forty something. Uh, he still hit like ten home runs, but uh, a, a lot of Yankee fans, and when I say a lot of Yankee fans, I'm basically talking about my dad. Uh, I think that he's lazy <laughs> and that he um, just oh, is like a strikeout guy. I love his I love his style behind the plate. It's awesome. And then he gets ripped on. ES, ESPN rips on him they every they single time. To. Every single time the Yankees are on ESPN, they absolutely rip on him. And he every time without fail drops one or two balls that should have been yep. a strikeout. Sure, but it's amazing because he's just so he doesn't change. He's so he's so laissez faire behind the plate. I absolutely love it. Oh, it's amazing. Um, okay, second question. Yes, sir. Aaron Judge, two years left. Do they trade him? Do they sign him? Do they what is what's the right move with him? Do they he's been up and down. He's not as good as everyone says he is. I th- I think he's overrated. And I think that this year is a big year for Judge. I think he needs to He's 29. I, I think he needs to stay on the field like no duh. Uh but if he does, then then he's he's going to be he's going to be awesome. I I I know you think he's overrated and I know that a lot I see him every day. I watch him every day. Um, and when he's right, he's phenomenal. Like if you throw out his 2017 season, which was like unbelievable. If you look at the numbers he's put up in 18, 19 and 20, like he's, he's, he's fantastic. He's, he's a leader of the team and I love the guy. I hope that he's a Yankee for life. Uh, but and he needs to stay on the field. And if he doesn't, then he's not getting a long contract. Yeah, that's that's fair. I feel like that's a uh, uh, health is probably the biggest. Uh, I mentioned it before. Health's a big factor with the, he takes he takes uh, every other box as a Yankee fan except for health. All right, two, I guess I have two more questions. Yes, sir. With all the talent that they have, young talent again, farm system, yes. blah blah blah. Eh. How much do they trade to get a top talented? pitcher this goes into my last question because realistically are they even getting out of the al and if they make the world series are they actually going to be the dodgers or padres or whoever comes from the national league do they have the talent to do it those are the two final two questions yeah sure so i think that they are the favorites to come out of the al right now uh i i can't 
I mean, I, I, I think they're better than the White Sox. I think they're better than the Rays. I think they're better than any mishmash team that comes out of the West. I, I think that uh, if they are healthy, and that's a, always a big if, uh, I think they should come out of the American League. And then in the World Series, you know, it, it's, uh, it's uh, who knows? Uh, who knows what's going to happen? That doesn't sound very confident. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say to all, to all everyone else who, who hates the Yankees, or not hates, but dislikes strongly, be happy in that this is another year the Yankees are overhyped to, to win the World Series and another year they'll fall short. So, um, Jordy, should we move on or should we? <laughs> uh, I think, so not no, to no. keep saying the health aspect, but that's obviously the biggest factor because it is something with this team that they could be, they could be really fun. I think this lineup could could really mash it up and down. My only question is, how well do you think, Mike, they can tinker around with the lineup? Kind of what we were just talking about with the Red Sox, or to his point, like with the Dodgers, of mix and match different players that and move them up and down the lineup in that aspect. Is that something Honestly, they want to look I to do? That I, if Aaron Boone I doesn't win, Aaron that, Boone... I think they did that a little too much recently. Yeah, where okay. I think they didn't really know where like you don't really know where someone's gonna bat on a day-to-day basis and i think that baseball players really uh crave predictability and they want to know like all right i'm coming to the ballpark like i know i'm gonna play today and i'm gonna hit five hole whereas i i I think that in 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 spring trading lineups i um i was gonna say boone but i'm smart enough to know uh the uh nerds that tell boone what the lineup should be (laughs) <laughs> smart enough to keep like a pretty consistent lineup. So like if, you know it's gonna be like LeMayu Judge, Hicks, uh, and then blah 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 blah. If they don't win this year or if they don't if they have another disappointing year like the last three years, four years, I guess fifteen years since they won last. If, oh my god. It's twelve years. I remember it very Boone well. thirteen years. Boone is gone, in my opinion. I'm not positive about that. I, I, I the, the... He, he has too much talent on this team. There's too no, much. But, there's, but... there's too much talent, and he's just he's wasted. He's wasted these last three years. Wasted these last I, three years. Absolutely, I, I don't think he's wasted those last couple of years. Uh, I think the players really like him. I think management really likes him. All the talent they haven't they haven't even sniffed winning. And, and... what are you talking about? They've, ALCSs and the ALCS. Come on, it's the Yankees. ALCS. Greg's please. just saying this because the, they fired what's his face before they got Cora and then won the World Series in his first ALCS, year. ALCS. ALCS. Please, the, the come on. I mean, ALCS. Greg, this you, is the Yankees. They lost to the, the, lost to the trash This is the Yankees. This is the Greg, Yankees. I know that you love your. If this is the Rays, you love your 2013 championship. You love your 2018 championship, and I will not, never, ever take those away from you. Uh, they're not finishing fourth or fifth place in the division anytime soon. You're not wrong, and that's the that's why like Boone is he really the guy? Because again, this the Yankees we're talking about here is like any other team pumped to be making ALCSs. Any other team pumped to be to be to be in the conversation every year. The Yankees, their their expectations always is to win. Greg sounds like the Kaminsky's firing up. How many World Series series did Bobby Cox win? How long was he the manager in Atlanta? The first time or the second time? (laughs) I mean, Bobby Bobby Cox, I mean, that's a terrible terrible example because the the Braves are not the Yankees. But they did win a lot of – they won how many division titles in a row, though? 
They, but they're uh, not the Yankees. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees are the Yankees are the Cowboys. The Yankees are the Patriots. The Yankees are the Cowboys have won one playoff World game Series, since 1994. The Yankee, the Quit Yankees the Cowboys. Are World Series or bust. The, Yankee, the Yankees are World Series or bust. The Yankees are that that organization in baseball, which is perfectly fine and understandable, and they should be. If they're not winning World Series, how can you not say that that Aaron Boone, like again, with the talent they have on this team for the last four or five years, and he hasn't even sniffed the World Series? Like, what are we talking about here? They have to consider you, moving on from it. I doubt that. Again, you can't say they haven't sniffed the World Series when they were in an ALCS. They were in ALDSs. Making the playoffs, sniffing the World the, Series. I mean, making the playoffs for the Yankees is not good enough. That's my all point. Right, right. You know it. You know. You know. That's two different arguments, though. Okay. Okay. But but all honesty, uh, as a Yankee fan, as a Yankee fan, in yes. all honesty, as a Yankee fan, yes, you're happy with the fact they've made the ALCS the last four years and they haven't even made the World Series and they haven't won. No, I'm not happy about. That. Okay, so that's that. That's the that's the point. The Yankees should be winning or they should be in the World Series, and the fact they haven't gotten there has to be on someone. And who is that someone? Mister October himself. <laughs> all right, all right. We're, we're never going to agree on this. Let's talk about the race. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just as the outsider, God, I, I disagree with Greg's point. I think his if there was more heat on his job, he'd need either a complete meltdown or something. You would have probably heard something more of that sort of thing. And and the ALCS loss, Greg, was to the trash show, so he gets a buy there. But let's move on. Tampa Bay I mean, Rays, who speaking of managers that had a humongous playoff faux pas got all the way to game seven of the world series you may remember it a pitcher who is not on their team anymore got yanked from the game thanks to their manager kevin cash and a piece of trash <laughs> they come into this year with um you know the odds on favorite of al MV or al uh rookie of the year of randy rosarena who had a coming out party in october mm-hmm. a rotation that um Rotation that's going to be pretty interesting. They still have Tyler Glass now. They still have Ryan Yarborough. They still can use the opener strategy. Mike, we'll start with you. What do you think of when you see the Rays and the various moves that they've made to uh, improve? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that the moves that they made to um, uh, get worse over the <laughs> season. Um, yeah, I... I, I, the Rays annoy me uh, on on a on a deep level. That was even before they uh, beat the Yankees in the playoffs. Um, the 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 Rays are like the ultimate team. What that uh, baseball announcers, uh, baseball writers, love to like wax poetically about how like look at how the Rays just do everything right and how they reinvent baseball why don't you look at the Rays like stats last year like who led the league in strikeouts and it's just like it's such a tired take of like oh the Rays and Kevin Cash like they just play baseball the right way like go scratch like you can lose me with that I I I cannot stand the Rays yeah, it's one of those things. You, you kind of hit the nail on the head of it's you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And the Rays kind of did both. That they have obviously, like Greg and I did Rays Watch. I think it was 2018 was the first time we did it where they got close and, you know, close to making the playoffs and, and came up short. And, you know, they obviously had a number of years of sustained success. They made it to the World Series, obviously, last October. 
But yeah, it, it's one of those things you mentioned it of guys that were playing in their everyday lineup that were well over a strikeout per game. You know, the opener strategy was hit and miss, and, and obviously other teams have used it, and you know it made its impact. But it is something of, of one of those things of this team that now is going back to its small market tactics of trading away guys because it's you know we either don't want to pay them or we want whatever, and. I don't know. It's, it's a team that, that comes in this year that, that kind of, I don't know, they don't have that underdog mentality despite trading away Blake Snell and having mm. all these different moves that they made. It just feels like a different raised team and not just because they traded away a former Cy Young Award winner. But I don't know. It's going to be a weird season in Tampa Bay. Greg, what do you think of this team? Jordy, you're going to need someone else in this podcast because – I also agree that Tampa Bay is so overrated and they've been overrated for, for, for the last X amount of years. And it's just absolute nonsense. The reason why they, they do well and then ultimately sputter and lose is because they start the year so hot. And that's just before they have so many young guys that people don't have tape on them yet. But once the, the people get tape on these young players and once all these, they know how to pitch against them, they know how to play against them. They ultimately crumble and, and lose. And, and this team as mentioned, got worse. And yep. I do not – everyone else is picking them second, whatever, third. I do not think this Tampa Bay Ray team has nearly as good as a year as they did last year. I, I You know, as Arena, unknown, unbelievable postseason, sure. With all the pressure on him, with every, all eyes on him, people knowing who he is now, I don't know that he has nearly as good as a long-term success with that. I, I just, This team is just not – the rays of last year or two years. The reason why they did as well, again, they're a team that starts hot. We said it all in our predictions for last year. Teams that start out hot are going to be the teams that do well yep. in the COVID shortened season. And that's the rays every year. Always start out hot, always falter, always fade. And they ultimately lose because they just don't, they're not that team. So they're not the Yankees. Boom. Um, no. So <laughs> this is, this is, this is the point that they're overrated. The Red Sox are going to be better than them. So that should tell you all you need to know. I think it's wild that their now current ace, presumable opening day starter, Tyler Glass. Now, they traded him. They traded, or they traded Chris Archer for him, and Chris Archer's back yep. on the team. And immediately, Chris Archer was a shell of his former self. And that was certainly that way coming back to Tampa Bay. Granted, throw out the stats from last year and all that sort of stuff, but three and nine and a five ERA, I feel like is still going to transfer to a pretty shitty coming out for 2021. So this is something of, you know, how often are they really going to use the the opener strategy and, and need to use it and come up with all these different analytic type things, the four outfielders, all that kind of stuff. Like what different ways can they try to piss off different people or to Mike's point, make, you know, baseball writers that are like, oh, look at this new shiny thing because there's no tape to use Greg's point. I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it is something that's just, it's going to be annoying, I feel like. And it's going to be this, why aren't we getting this love? And unlike the the Royals, when they got that attitude of no love and they started fights and all that stuff, like this doesn't strike me as that kind of Tampa Bay team that really will do that. It's something where they might be a pow- some power to their team, but I don't know. They seem like a slow, they need to grind out extra base hits to try to really get runs and to try to try to figure that out. They still have Mike Zanino behind the plate who has yep. had his power time, but also can be a dreadful Mendoza line hitter. So it's, it's something of how do we see this go over 162 games, which I don't feel very bullish on. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's wild that you know Mike and I agree here, but <laughs> this team is just this team's overrated. Honestly, this team is overrated, and and I think ultimately their gimmicks, their quirks, whatever, and they'll start out great because everyone's still in spring training mode except for them, and then ultimately they'll they'll fade again per usual. And this this division is a lot better than last year just oh, yeah. because the Red Sox are better, and obviously well, the Yankees got better, and, and the Blue Jays, you know, the Blue Jays got a cheater who will help them win, but the Blue Jays got better, and, <laughs> and ultimately, you know, ultimately this division is better and they got worse. So I don't, I don't foresee them doing nearly as well as last year. Um, I, I don't, you, you, you can always expect the Rays to have the best pitching staff, but I don't know that you can say that this year. No, I don't, I don't think so. And I, in the AL East, I don't know that, the, I mean, there's not, there's not great pitchers in the AL East this year, but I don't know that the Rays normally you can count on them. And I don't think that, that that's the case this year for sure. Yeah. But, so let's move on. Unless Mike, do you have one last thought on the Rays? No, no, let's go Jays. Yeah. So let's move on to the Blue Jays who may also be, at least for right now, the you might as well call them the Dunedin Blue Jays or the whatever Blue Jays. Obviously, Tampa, where their basketball counterparts, is taken by the Rays. So they're playing at their, the side of their single A team, which apparently is very close to Tampa. Uh, but the Blue Jays come into this year. Greg mentioned it. They added George Springer uh, and their young core, another year older, and should be fun to see. They have an interesting rotation. We can talk about them in a second. Mike, what what strikes you when you see the Blue Jays and what they've done? I uh, I think that Marcus Simeon was a, a big uh, 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 acquisition for them as well. Um, uh, Slim Daddy Vladdy. Uh, That's I, right. He I, came, he lost weight, right? Yeah, a good a, a good amount. Um, I, I I think they're gonna match. I think they're gonna hit really well. Um, uh, the, the, their outfield uh, is all gonna. I think the outfield is all gonna be pretty good. Uh, Teoscar is like one of the like the more underrated players uh, to the point where he's getting close to being overrated. Cause everyone's talking about how underrated chaos Hernandez is <laughs> um, the, the Guriel who's not a prick he's in left field. Um, yeah. They, I, 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 I think their offense is going to be good. Uh, this is uh, similar to what I thought about the Sox though. It's like, I, I don't know if they have, uh, I don't know if they have the, the arms. Uh, I think it depends on what kind of year Nate Pearson has. Uh, Tanner Roark and Steven Matz, so they're coming from uh, the better of the uh, of the East with the NL East. So uh, maybe they'll be okay. Um, yeah, I, I, they've kind of been snake bit with injuries recently, so uh, we'll see how they come out of the gate. But I don't know. I, 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 the Jays are going to be a fun watch. Yeah, I think so. They're going to be really interesting. You mentioned it just the arms and kind of what are we going to get out of this? Robbie Ray is somebody who, you know, we'll have to see what he looks like for him too. Um, it's going to be a lot of question marks surrounding those, those players, but if their lineups mashing, you mentioned it, it's similar to the Red Sox. So this is a team that could be right in the thick of things of winning seven, eight game, ball games, you know, and, and not necessarily having to worry about it a ton, but I feel like eventually that may catch up, which is not the best, sign for the the Red Sox in Tampa or not Tampa they're still in front of me right now and the Torontos of the world um but they'll they'll be pretty interesting at least with just names on their on their team to see to see what they do but Greg what do you think of the Blue Jays yeah I think I think 
this is the team that you know they snuck in the playoffs last year. They're young. They they have a nice core. They added a big name in Springer. This is the team that everyone's predicting to do so well because their offense is unreal and they made the playoffs. And oh, they're they're that much better. Blah blah blah. This year versus last year, they're definitely due. I feel like this is that this is that type of this is that that making of a letdown, right? This is the makings of a you know Springer against the AL East where you know what's a lot lot different than playing uh in in the shitty central so the pressure of the al east the pressure that comes with it um i think the only thing that helps them is almost the lack of the lack of knowing where they're playing is almost a uh it's a good um rallying cry it's a good unifier if you will because no other team is gonna have to deal with what they're dealing with right no other team is gonna have to be in a minor league ballpark or potentially be going to back and forth to Toronto if they ever allowed in Canada or going to Buffalo, like no team is going to have to deal with what they're dealing with. And that's something that they can rally behind. And, and I think, yes, pitching is, is a big concern, but at least they have an ACE and, and, and at least two or three other guys that are way more serviceable than, than the Red Sox rotation, which is what makes them better than the Red Sox rotation. Um, but I think, this lineup is is the real deal. The biggest question mark for me: When are we going to get Vlad Guerrero to be what everyone wants him to be? You know, did we set the expectations too high? Yes, you you mentioned he's slimmer, blah blah blah. But is this the year that we see something from him? Is it another year? Like when? You know, he's being outshined by some of the other young guys they have. But is this the year that you know we finally get to see the the Vlad Jr. that we want, or are the expectations too high? That's a really good question. It's something that he played every single game last year, right? He he played all sixty games or whatever it was. Yeah, so it's something that since he slimmed down, it seems like he's going to play first base. So I yep. feel like that's probably what he's just going to worry about one game at a time. That way, not to sound total cliche and straight out of Bull Durham, but you know, I think as long as the team is doing well, he's just going to focus on doing his job and standing there. I mean. Overall, as baseball fans, if we really want him to be, you know, one of the next big faces of baseball, I think he and his he may be able to get to that place just because of the fact that he is also a junior, like Fernando Tatis is. But and uh, frankly, a lot of the Blue Jays are. But if they all continue to to go up together, I mean, winning helps and and getting your face there. I mean, to your point of just going through the different stuff of basically not having a home ballpark, and if they play quote-unquote, home games in another team's home stadium if they end up having COVID delays or if they have weather delays that end up, you know, we... And they they had this when they were in Toronto anyway, but they did it last year where they had a home game in Philly for a series there before Buffalo was ready, and they, they did that as well when they had to make up games during old interleague play. And it, it'll be really interesting just to see what this team does. So I feel like with all of that sort of stuff, to answer your question long-windedly, that kind of going through the ringer that way probably brings a, a good story. And I feel like just Canadian baseball fans probably love them anyway. And I feel like that's, mm. that's really what matters to that aspect nationally. I think having a junior at the end of your name and being like, Oh, I remember his dad. That certainly helps. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's 21 and we can't forget that, but yeah, like, that's a good point too. it's just a matter of like, maybe I'm impatient and, that that's why I'm not a GM of like of the Blue Jays, but I just <laughs> I don't know. I just want them. I don't know. I, I I want him to be that player that we all want him to be, right? I, I just want that for him. 
Um, and then in terms of overall Blue Jays, I mean, I, I, I feel like people are, are getting way ahead of themselves with this team just because of Springer and, and, you know, you mentioned Simeon, but those two ads, are they enough to, to put them over the edge of, of getting past Boston or getting past Tampa, uh, you know, definitely not the Yankees, but getting past the the two other powerhouses in that division, you know, that remains to be seen. And yes, the Red Sox are a powerhouse in the division. Um, <laughs> no. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And, and um, Jordy, it's, it's, I mentioned this in the NL East podcast, the NL East, I, I talked about it. The AL East has been the best division top to bottom for years and years and years, at least since the nineties. And now, the Annalise is trying to make a hard push for that claim, but with how young this Toronto team, with how young the Yankees are, you know, the Red Sox are, are in a rebuild slash win now scenario. The Orioles are about as good as, as the Marlins, but the Annalise will always remain the best division uh, with the exception of the Dodgers, but the Annalise will always remain the best division to me. And that's, that's just a fact, plain and simple. <laughs> I love it. Mike, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, the AL East uh, is great. Uh, that's <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm hopeful for Toronto, but I just, I, I, I hope Pearson is as good as he can be. I, I think that yeah. he's, got a lot to prove as well um but yeah i, I think they're uh you, you, they, they're not an automatic win so like if i'm looking at the schedule and i'm looking like oh the yanks have three in like wherever toronto's playing like i'm not automatically gonna be like well it's got to be two out of three like i think it's gonna be uh it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough yeah it'll Jordy. be re- yeah that's a that's a really good question i was gonna ask greg and and you kind of answered the question there of like Greg would always make the comment when they go to Toronto of kind of this, they're never an easy out, kind of that that vibe. Does that, like, the fact that they're going to be basically nomads, does that change your opinion there, Greg, of that it's this kind of location that they're not sure of and, and all that sort of stuff? I mean, Yankee fans know it better than the Red Sox fans. You go to Toronto and you don't win. That's just a fact. Like, <laughs> they had, I don't know what it was, but at least the Yankees and Red Sox, whenever they went north and whenever they played in Toronto, it just was... I don't know what it was. It was just a loss. It was the AstroTurf or whatever it is. They just, people, I don't know. They just had a holdover. And I think uh, playing in Florida where the ball travels far due to the heat, uh, I think is going to help the lineups in the AL East and obviously the Blue Jays. But no, I, I don't, I think again, the rallying cry of, of, you know, they're going through something that no other team's going to have to go through. And that's, that to me is is better than than anything else and i think uh home field advantage no but like i guess they'll be more used to a triple a stadium than anyone else right or 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 are they using their spring training stadium you said yeah uh, i think it's one and the same of their single a team the dunedin blue jays and their spring training side i think it's one and the same all right jordy you want to do the the hurry up for uh this draft yeah let's uh let's go right to there since you uh you're on the clock for that. So we'll we'll start with you. Greg, do you want the number two pick, like, NL East? Uh, no. All right, I'll take number two pick. All right. The Michael J. Clark Fantasy Draft. We start with Michael J. Clark for the AL East. 
Um, we're gonna start out with catcher. Yep, start with right? catcher. Um, I might do something that <laughs> I'll take Christian Vasquez. Okay. Wow. Love it. I'm going to force you to make the decision, Greg. Wow. I'm oh, going to force you to do it. Wow. <laughs> that one. Um, that one hurts. <laughs> that one hurts. Um, right. I will. Let's. <laughs> wow. Maybe I'll force the G-Man to do it. Yeah. That let's, one. uh, let's that think one. here. God, he's so bad. Um, Jordy, think about how funny it would be if you force him to pick Gary Sanchez. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Pedro Severino. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, give me, give me Severino. All right. Um. Awesome. Um. Is Vasquez still available? Or <laughs> how are we do? What are we doing? No, he was the first one off the board. Yeah, first one off the board. Yeah, I know he's nasty. Um. All right. Uh. All right. If I have to, completely unbiased, my favorite Yankee, my man himself. Gary Sanchez. There it is. Oh, I really oh, wish I you would have picked Kyle Agashioka. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Uh, all right. First base. Yes. First base. Wrap around. Wrap back around. Um, oh, so, you're always going to be number two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it. Right. We, uh, we tried to determine this in the last podcast of is it fair? And Craig was like, fuck it. I'll take number two. So that's that's the, <laughs> the precedent that's been set. There you go. My team was the best. Just saying. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and uh, I'm going to say Vlad Guerrero. Damn it. <laughs> Didn't think you'd take him. Um, I mean, talk about that Sanchez and Guerrero. I mean, starting offensive line right there. My team is <laughs> stacked. Yeah, I'm going to take Luke Voigt. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's great. Mr. Yankee. Um, I'll take uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take um, uh, Mancini. Okay. I love it. Get right. a feel-good story. There you go. There. Right. Uh, and then a second, I, I gotta, I gotta go. DJ LM, but, but yeah, that's it. That's easy batting, batting champ, uh, top five in MVP voting the last two years. He got paid. Give me him. Yeah, that gives me a second base. Um, I'm gonna go with Brandon Lau. Wow. All right. Give me Biggio. I'm going with the young guys. Okay. Ooh. Are we going third or short? Uh, third base, then shortstop. Of course. Uh, five, <laughs> five and six. Damn it, Jordy. Yeah. Can I can I trade my third base pick for short or? Nah. Uh, damn. All right. Um. All right. I'm gonna go my favorite player. Second favorite player. Third favorite player. Rafael Devers. All right. There you go. Okay. Uh, so it's me for third base. Um, he looks like, yeah. Okay. Jeez, oh, who do I want to take with this pick? Mm. Take Gio. Make it hard. Uh, yeah, I'll take Gio Urshela. Hey. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's All go. Right. All right. I, I love your corner infield, man. Yeah. Uh, they, Two handsome men who uh, I, I will <laughs> I would uh, do anything for. Nice. Um, I'll take Joey Wendell. I like Joey Wendell. Okay. Yeah, that was that's. I was debating whether or not to take him, and just figured, screw it. Um, yeah, good choice. And then yeah, shortstop, shortstop to you. Yeah. Back around. 
All right, so it's there. Basically, there are three choices, and it's a matter of preference, like who mm-hmm. gets each of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Don't putting my that. Homer hat on. He Don't is my favorite player. Jimmy Glaber. Good, good choice. Good choice. Oh. I like that. Because you want Xander. I yeah, like that choice. And good I'm gonna choice. take Xander. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you mother. Uh, you hate me. I mean. Oh wow! <laughs> I get Flo Bichette as my third choice. Crushing blow right oh. there in the squad. Crushing blow. I mean, I have the youngest team here, so definitely Bo Bichette. I have the youngest team. I mean, this is great. Um, no, honestly, Jordy, good pick. That's the right choice. Um, Xander Boris Klein. I thought he was going to the Yankees for a while. All right. Mm. So we're going, what did you say? Any outfielder? Yeah, any yeah. outfielder. Who? Let's see. Marcus Lynn's not available, right? Uh, no. He, he notably got traded away at about 13 months ago. All right, well, oh, I definitely, I definitely can't take the scumbag. Um... <laughs> oh, just the you know straw what? that stirs the drink. You know what, Jordy? I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna keep it going. Keep the young guys. Keep them. Keep them. Uh... Do I want to do it? Randy Rosarena. Whoa! Wow! Oh, I'm was, keeping the young. Was young all team. that a lie? That I'm they keeping were the young team. Keeping the young team. Keeping the young team. Was all that a lie that they're overrated? I mean, great pick. It is thank a great you. pick. It's it's not it's not a lie. It's a fact. Fantastic pick. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go there and judge and hope he stays healthy. <laughs> Ew. Ew, Jordy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so disappointed in you right now. All right. I gotta regroup now. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, I will take Verdugo and Springer. Oh, no. oh that's solid. <laughs> no. That is solid. What you a what me. a back to back. Um, <laughs> this, you just crush me. You just my dreams are crushed. I'm gonna go. Nope. Don't do it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I will take Hunter Renfro. Wow. All right. You motherfucker. <laughs> Did you know uh, there's also a, a football player named Hunter Renfro? That was in every fucking article I found about the Red Sox. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've heard that as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you heard uh, that. Yeah. Let's see here. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. Do I want to do it? Can I take... Hmm. Let's see. Two picks, right? Two of them. Oh, Round boy. out that outfield. Trey Mancini. Got him the first turn. I know. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. All right. Let's see. Jordy. Um, all right. You know what? Taking Kike. I need a, I need a solid, solid locker room guy. I got a lot of young guys. I need a leader. Uh, you know, take Kike, and then Jeez, not a lot of talent here in the outfield. <sighs> All right. Oh boy, pass. Nope, <laughs> pass. That's funny. 
Come back to me. Um, geez, I don't want to do it. I'm passing. I, I forgo my last pick. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. <sighs> Jordy, Jordy, you're you're gonna make me do it, and I don't want to do it. Do, do it. it. All right, Aaron Hicks. Hey, hey. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. Uh, you need you need someone on your team to draw walks, Greg. And he's, oh my he's gosh, the best I'm. I'm, I'm, He'll I'm that so... walk. He'll just like throw the bat down after ball four. I've been, I've been, tr- I've been avoiding that pick <laughs> more than I've been avoiding uh, Brett Gardner. Thank God he's not a starter anymore. Um, Jeez, I will is. take well, between two left fielders. I'm gonna go with Oscar Hernandez. All right. Wow. Sorry, um, it took so long. All right, to round out my outfield. I will take Lords Guriel Jr. Okay. And as my DH, let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. That's great. Mr. Stanton. Uh, so yeah, so my DH. Um, Honestly, that was a great pick. Good good you. choice. Thank I'll you. take JD Martinez. I hope he so hope he much. rebounds. <laughs> I'm just I'm second. rolling the dice with my team. Should have gone a second. Um Jesus. I'm going to take Lau just because he's got a million positions next to his name. <laughs> Wait, which Lau? The one you picked already. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other one's not even in the division. Yeah, 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 get out of here. Teoscar Hernandez. Ah, also taken. I know. Jordy, I, who who else is a, a primetime DH in this, in this, uh, in this division? Hmm. Go, Kevin. Jesus. You know what? Simeon. Take him. There you, oh, there you good go. Pick. Good pick. Good pick. Great pick. Uh, then you. starting pitching to you. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, come on. Isn't it obvious? Do, wait. Do, does not playing, recovering from Tommy John count or <laughs> have to be starter, uh, ready to go? Uh, I'm going to take Glass now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. <laughs> I am going to, uh, just for the lulls, uh, complete the Don't do early 2010s Pirates rotation and pick oh. Jameson Tyone. There it is. Wow. wow. Oh, love it. Got to pick Ryu there, right? Uh, I don't know. We'll, 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 former we'll we'll former AL or uh, NL All-Star starter. Hyunjin Ryu. I mean, do you come uh, back with Chapman? And then my closer. Let's see, um, I'm gonna pick. Yeah, I'll pick Roldis. Um, I'm gonna go with Kirby Yates. Hmm. You know what? Guess who is now the newest Red Sox closer? Matt Barnes. Adam Adovino. Oh. He's All right, li- good luck. He's in line. Enter Sandman. He's in line for, <laughs> he's in line for the uh, 
for the closer jab. Love it. You know what? I am so disgusted by that last pick that I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, thank you for, for jumping on, man. I know you got to roll. Of course. G-Man, always a pleasure. Uh, Greg, it was great to finally uh, do this with you, buddy. Mike, this was awesome. All right. Be well, you guys. See you, Mike. All right. So that very special thanks to Michael J. Clark for jumping on. Greg, this was a blast, this episode. I think uh, I think the listeners are really going to love it. You know, Jordy, it's always good to have an informed Yankee fan on. Um, and unfortunately, you know, some of the things he said weren't necessarily right. But <laughs> like the Yankees coming in first. Uh, no, it's unfair. Uh, he, was, uh, he was awesome. Mike's great. Uh, that, that was a good that was a good one. The chemistry was there. It was good. It was a good start to bottom. Um, I will say this, though, Jordy. I know I predicted the Annalise being better than the Annalise on the last pod. After tonight, I think I convinced myself that that's just not true. Yeah, you know, uh, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, it's both divisions, if you're going to compare the two and say which one's going to end up better, it's going to come down to who's starting pitching lasts longer into the season. And I can't remember if it was during the Yankee podcast or the NL West with Andrew and Seth that someone made the observation about just how many pitchers are going to be able to go deep into the 100s in terms of innings pitched. And that's really going to make a huge factor here. And, and obviously the Phillies have used a thousand different starting pitchers in the Aaron Nola era. And that's going to be a huge factor for them. The Nationals' health is going to be a big issue. The Blue Jays, we got to wonder what they're doing. The Red Sox, we talked about. The Yankees, we talked about. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot lack... of... There's a lot Sorry. to wonder there. Because then, obviously, offenses are all not to be literal here, but all can also all juice and smash the the ball. So we're going to have to see what happens. Do you think there's a lack of starting good starting pitching out there? Like, I'm just thinking, the Yan- I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking the Yankees here, like, and uh, what pitchers out there that they can go trade for? Yeah, it's, it- Again, I think it's going to depend on who's sitting where. This is the first year that we really get. Or maybe was 2019 the first year with only one trade deadline? Yeah, actually, I think it was. Never mind. Scratch that thought. Um, But the waiver wire went away. I think 18 was the last waiver wire year. But um, maybe I might even be totally wrong. 18 might have had only one. But regardless, we only have one trade deadline now. That's something you and I have talked about a ton on this podcast. Of In those later years, like 2017, the, the Astros traded for Justin Verlander in the middle of September. And yeah, all of this different just stuff, dumb. you know, just dumb. or not, not the middle of September, middle of August. Um, no, it was the Indians that tried to, uh, remember that guy was hurt. I forget who they traded for. He was quote unquote hurt. So he'd be traded after September 1st. But, um, yeah, yeah it's going to be really, to answer your question, there's going to be teams like if the Rockies, if their starters look good, like, do they try to deal like Marquez or something like that? Because he. But again, that's if, if. Yeah, if, exactly. Like, it's a, the answer your question. It's a lot of ifs, which it's kind yeah. of always the fun Shohei thing about the Otani? baseball season. No, he's not getting dealt. I was gonna say, but like they suck because Trout sucks. Like who, who, what? I mean, Nola? No, because they're gonna be in it. Like what team? No, the, is Philly, going the to Phillies have... wouldn't trade Nola anyway. That's a. Uh... That's what I mean. Like, what team is gonna have a starter to trade? Um. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, the Mike the Mike Trout slander wouldn't be a great Bieber. podcast without Mike Trout slander. Um, <laughs> is Bieber is Bieber going to be traded now? He's a Cy Young winner. Yeah, you, like... I mean, that's that's an entirely different division right there. I'm just thinking about what's going to happen with that. 
You know, if that rotation, because yeah. Cleveland seemingly always finds, they're like the Pittsburgh Steelers with wide receivers. They always seem to find stud pitchers. Um, yeah. You know, it, Obviously, it's, yeah, sorry. No, it's, it's going to be incredible Obviously, to see how the season goes because it is, it's a return to form. It's a 162 game season. And, you know, it's the most cliche thing that we're going to hear a thousand times on Thursday, but you know, spring started new with the baseball season and all this sort of stuff. And this is like that on steroids, not again, not to get all, you know, classic baseball, but um, it, it really is going to be that because of needing to see, you know, the fact that we played a 60 game season last year and some teams didn't even get to 60 games. The fact that we're playing almost triple that number is going to be an incredibly different season and see what happens with teams that did really well and who can repeat it and teams that didn't do so well or players that didn't do so well. I mean, hell, there there are players that we've seen how many different times that have two-month stretches where they suck and then end up still batting like 275. You know, it's it's going to be mm. incredible to see how the season goes. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and are we just in line for another Dodgers in the play, like World Series or, or is this the year that someone's able to unseed them like is is i'm starting to get like a like a yankees of the of the 90s no is just like they're spending silly amounts of money and they there's no end in sight yeah it's i mean maybe i there, there was a big theme of the yankee podcast with seth and andrew of that that cashman was put on some sort of spending limit and that's why you know they saw various levels of success of different players they added and how they were able to do that and in, in re-signing DJ LeMahieu and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think we're going to see smart trades maybe come into play to, to circle back to your question. Um, but it, again, it kind of depends on, on how this whole chase goes. There's always a couple teams that shock everybody who we think are going to sell players. It's not a matter of, of uh, if it's a matter of when, you know, and then they end up being really good and not, you know, sucking as bad as we think. You know, the Nashville Predators are a really good example of that in hockey right now, that they all of a sudden have won a bunch of games in a row or, and are tied for a playoff spot. And everybody thought they were going to be trading players left and right, and now they're not. Um, you know, baseball has at least two of those teams every year, at least one in every in each league. So we'll have to see what ends up happening. Ah, uh, Moogie Betts. Marcus Lynn. Do the Dodgers uh, win 110 games? Do they break the National League record? No, they're not going It's hard to think that with a team as good as the Padres in there. Like, it, it, you want to see that be like a – well, they play 17 games, right? So you want to see that be like a 9-8 and eight overall ser- season series. You don't want that to be like 12 to whatever, and it just looks like the playoffs are going to stink. Even though like the last couple times that teams have broken single-season win records – they haven't ended up getting the job done. Tampa, Golden State, you know, all these different teams in the 2000s can't, uh, you know, they break records or tie records and then can't get it done. So, you know, maybe if that happens and the playoffs might be exciting. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fun year. I think you brought up a really good point because we didn't actually end up doing predictions. We kind of were sussing it out as we were talking. But in terms of how the wild card shapes up, because I do think the Yankees win the division, and I think they have a pretty good shot at winning the American League, if not the best shot. The White Sox, they have some serious health issues that that really need to be addressed. But um, don't count on Minnesota, dude. Every year, 
they they sneak under, and now they got. I just uh, think this is the time that finally Minnesota's like. You say now that they got shit. Jackie Bradley Jr. Now they got Jackie Bradley yeah, Jr. You say that because you love JBJ, but like you say that every <laughs> year, like every year they're like this this ragtag team that can like mash the ball and do it and do whatever, and then you know, like eventually that that table has to fall through, right? Like, and why like in a year where they finally have some serious competition of a still fairly solid Cleveland team that may have some some problems at the bottom of their lineup, their bottom of the rotation. And a White Sox team that, despite injury issues, should be the odds-on favorite of that of the division. You know, it's eventually that the the other shoe has to drop. That's my only my thought with Minnesota. Yeah, the AL East is weak this year, and and for sure. And I think the biggest challenge for the Yankees is going to come from the East, right? So from the, within their own division, and they're just going to play up and be up on each other. I mean, the White Sox, sure, and they're playing a, a weaker division, so they're going to rack up the wins. And obviously the Astros, same thing, a weaker division. And so I think it's it's when come push comes to shove playoff time, like what can the White Sox and Astros, having not really been challenged too much throughout the year, how will they handle a powerful lineup of an AL East team in the first round and then the Yankees ultimately um, – at some point, you know, like that's, that's, I think the big question mark. And, and are we on a collision course for that? And are we just, is it too, or is it, is it too easy to say that's exactly how it's going to happen? No way fans are buts about it. Like why even play the season? Or you know, obviously that's why you do play, but I don't know. I just feel like you're, you're right. You're spot on with those, with those two teams, um, you know, White Sox and, and Astros. And I just think that, uh, I think, Oh, you mean to challenge the Yankees? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those to answer your question of, whether or not do you just go with the chalk if you're going to make a prediction of Yankees versus Dodgers and finally what baseball's wanted to see for so long and you know a certain team from a couple a mile away from me ruined that in 2009 um, <laughs> had to reference it but um, you know that's what makes baseball so much fun right there are the teams that do jump out that way the 2017 Yankees the 2017 Twins the the Rays how they almost did it a couple times before they got into too much into the limelight. Um, and then, you know, countless number of times that this sort of thing has happened. Teams come out of nowhere to win a division. Uh, the Royals, the two years they won the American League, you know, they really came out of nowhere in 2014, and then nobody thought they were going to do it again, and they won the whole fucking thing. So that's what makes baseball fun comparatively to some sports, that it is almost a foregone conclusion of either preseason or post-trade deadline that this team is going to win, at least win their conference, if not win the whole thing, um, or... Or actually, the same thing applies in college football. I was just going to say that. Of, you know, the three of the final four are almost guaranteed that it's going to be Bama, Clemson, and Ohio State. But we still watch it because we love the the sport and we love the action. And then, you know, once we get there, that's when the real fun begins. But even the, even here, where it feels kind of like, a, and this is more on the National League side of things, of that four of the playoff spots seem kind of, you can write that in ink, that it's going to be Dodgers, Padres, Braves, and Mets, like, not necessarily, you know, and that central division is going to be fun if the Nationals really have their their true title defense tour, because uh, I feel like they they're going to want to you know suck up as much of the limelight as they can for the Dodgers and see that they they don't want to go out quietly without you know now that they have fans in the stadium. So we'll have to see. It's why it's why baseball is so great that it's not really is one of the more unpredictable sports because so many different things can happen. Guys can come completely out of nowhere that are playing in wherever the fuck double a right now and can come up in two months and make a complete difference. True. True. And, and my final point 
going back now, the difference between the NL East and the AL East, the Marlins and the Orioles. The Marlins are a much better team. Ipso facto, the NL East, I think, ultimately, to close it out, will be better than the AL East. However, Jordy, final prediction, Marcus Lynn, MVP again. Um, Sox win in, let's see, they're going to have to win in four or five they don't have the pitching to go seven. So Sox win the World Series in five against Marcus Lynn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, it's just a complete slugfest in the American League playoffs. That's how they get there. No, no, no. Honestly, I think <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. I think I think the Yankee, finally we'll get the Yankees Dodgers matchup we're looking for. I mean, that Padres team is scary. Good They're gonna be fun. With That's gonna be a finally, really fun team to watch. Finally, with the pitching to match. I mean, if they can figure out, I guess defense. I don't know what, what negative. Uh, you know, go, if you haven't listened yet, go back and, and hear the negative about the Padres for the NLS. But. Um, yeah, I just think uh, this is going to be a fun season, and, and baseball's back, and uh, stadium snacks. I can't wait for, for our first stadium snack. Uh, Are we going to have to do one together at the game we're going to? I mean, we're going to have to. I mean, we're going to have to. It, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's on the podcast. There's a, there's a stadium snack segment. It's crazy. that I think that's the first baseball game you and I will have ever been to, and we've watched baseball together since we met 15 years ago. I was going to say, I've been to baseball games together. The first game we've been to together. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Toge- I said together. Well, go back and listen. Cut it in there. <laughs> Cut it in there. Get out of here. So so just like just like the the, the Flyers last night, <clears throat> now we're, we're, we're off the rails with baseball, just like the Flyers last night being down 3-0 to the Devils and coming the back, Sabres. the Bruins. It was even worse. It was the oh. Sabres. <laughs> Yikes! Well, the Bruins were down to the Devils. You know the Bruins are zero one and five against the Devils this year. Wow! Really? They haven't won a game. Sorry, zero five and one. Zero four and one. Yeah, zero five and one. They haven't won a game against the Devils. No. Holy shit! The Flyers have at least done that, and they suck. Well, I love yeah, the Flyers. I mean, They're gonna the Flyers. They they hold a special place in my heart, even though they put Shane Gossespierre out of nowhere on fucking waivers. Yeah, I mean, you kind of predicted it. Oh wait, sorry, no, I didn't want they, Shane Gossage bear on waivers. They, they, sorry, they, they beat the Devils in a shootout, so they're one, five, and what, whatever it is, one five. Oh, so they one, came back. It was a comeback win. Okay. No, no, the first game of the season, they beat them in a shootout. What was the score? Did they lose tonight? No, it's four four. It's still going on. But my point is that they, I said oh five and one, but they're one, whatever, one five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um. But yeah, isn't that wild? They just cannot beat the Devils. Um, Good for the Devils, though. So, like that they, for one, that they're going toe to toe with a team like the Bruins. But like that, like Travis Zajac, who played his thousandth game this year, is like having kind of a a veteran resurgence year. And I say that because he only has five goals, but like is making an impact in games. Like and all these different guys, like Miles Wood, like one what a hell of a rookie season he's having. And like just like the fact that they're like. Kinda, is he a rookie? I don't think he's a rookie, is he? Am I thinking of somebody else on the on the who's the stud rookie they have? Jack Hughes. Oh, Jack Hughes is in his second year. Is it? There's the, they have the they one have they have a, the defenseman, and I thought Miles Wood was a, was another Smith one. Smith is Smith is defenseman. I mean Wood is. You're right. He's having an unreal year, but ah, uh, 
I'm he's been in up. the league, I think, for four years. I think he's been in the league for four years because he's he's one of the guys oh, that they're oh, talking yeah, he's about. He's been around for a while. Never mind. He's Never mind. I'm thinking not a while. Else. Four years. Four years. Not a while. But he's one of the guys that they. Um, no, it's longer than four years. He's been on the team since 2016. Who Miles Wood? Yeah, it's his fifth year in the league. So. Right. Um. So yeah. I mean, technically years, six. He played years, a game a in 2015, but. Yeah, whatever. but that doesn't count for whatever. Um, I'm right. You're wrong. Um, Miles Wood. He's one of the guys who are talking about, like, should they protect or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. for the expansion draft. For the it's expansion gonna, draft. Oh, wow, I, the Rangers you know beat what? the fucking Capitals. You know what I want? What do you want? That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm telling you, the Rangers are the Rangers are surging. I want, My, I want Miles Wood to be traded to the Bruins. Then you know what you want, Greg? Because what? you mentioned the, the Flyers playing the Sabres last night. Taylor Hall, who you keep saying is going to get traded to the Bruins. You want to know what his stats are against the Flyers? Well, I want him to be traded against the Bruins. What's that? It's one point per game. If you put him on like the Bruins or the Islanders or the Rangers, well, the Rangers, he'd be like, like twenty points in six games. But if you put him on those teams, it'd be like two points a game, not just one point a game. So Pasternak, uh, Pasternak has has two hat tricks versus the versus the Flyers. Flyers. Yes. So does Mika Sabanajad, but he has two six-point games. <laughs> As to say, so, so this season. Yeah, but yeah, both in this season. This, for those that don't know this, this if you're not this season, Pasternak has 14 goals total. So nearly half of his goals have come from the Flyers. Great. You know, it's uh happy to happy to contribute. So imagine him with with uh, with. Uh, Fuck Taylor Hall, ah, oh, the open season on the Flyers. It'd be nuts. It'd be absolutely crazy with the baby poop goals Brian Elliott let up last night. Ugh. But they won. That's all that matters. It was a a grinded out desperation win, desperation third period. So that's all that matters. Uh, but I, I think you're right. I think we've really gone off the rails a little. Uh, desperation third period. It was. Was they played? They hustled, Greg. Which is you know, you'd think I wouldn't have to point that out, but. Here I am saying that they hustled. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I think that might do it for this episode. Greg, thank you for jumping on, and I'm glad that we were able to have the three-man weave with Michael J. Clark because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's great. Um, and that was a good one, and I think uh, you can probably cut most of this extra last part out. But this was uh... – No, I'm going to keep it in. A little bonus bonus material. Get us ready for Mark on Monday. I, yeah, right? I'm honestly – I'm waiting <laughs> – I'm I'm like I said I have like a half an hour left with you and Jared on the on the pod and Jared did a great job. I'm honestly listening to the whole thing just because of how we always put little little spoilers in the end of the pod. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting I'm waiting for you to do that just to test me. So I've been listening to the the entire of all I mean I do it anyway, but I've been listening to the end specifically like pay extra attention. Oh, there's a little shout out. No, no, nice shout out. Just like a little test, right? A little test that we that we give uh, that we give a certain someone who uh, who who we like. But anyway, uh, um, I love you. Go bees. Go socks. Opening day. Yes, I mean we're we're right there. We've made it. We're through the winter. Opening day is going to be a day from when this podcast is dropping. You gotta love it. Um, I I do love it, Jordy. Well, all right. 
Everybody, thank you for listening. <laughs> Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode throughout this wonderful season of baseball. Greg and I have talked about maybe doing some, changing up some formats on the show. It's going to be a great season. I'm very excited. The bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thunder BLG on Twitter. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Greg, thank you as always. I know I said that before. But let's have a weekend. Let's uh let's have a week. I'm excited to see the to see baseball. Go Sox. <laughs> Go Sox. Go Phils. Go Sox.